This is a HeadGum Podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Tig? Mm-hmm, Cheryl. Mm-hmm. Listen, this is a hands-on hard body. It might not be what people think. What did you think it was? Well, it sounds like a weightlifting contest where you rub down a guy with lots of muscles. Is that what you thought? No. (laughs) Does that sound appealing to you, to rub down a man with big muscles? Um, I don't hate it. Oof, I do. What about a lady with muscles? See, I don't like when women are too cut. Hmm. Okay, I'll tell Stephanie. Uh, and what you'll tell Stephanie? Yeah, I'll tell her don't worry about getting cut. Well, how don't offensive worry about the six she pack. thinks she is cut. <laughs> <laughs> well, she, I mean, I'm sure she's in great shape. Don't get me wrong, but she's not like, you know, striking a pose in a tiny bikini with um, a number. You have not walked in. in on her in our closet. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I like when somebody's healthy and in good shape and cares about their health, but I'm not into muscle definition. Well, you're in luck because this has nothing to do with muscle definition. <clears throat> so it really does. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> oh, ladies yes. and gentlemen, welcome to hands on a hard body. <laughs> oh boy. It all started when Tig and Cheryl met in the mid-2000s. Hey, nice to meet you, Tig. I'm Cheryl Hines. Hi, Cheryl. I'm Tig Notaro. Should we do a podcast about documentaries? Yes. A podcast about documentaries? Is this microphone on? Five furious frogs fiddling faintly. Furious frogs fiddling faintly. Five furious frogs fiddling faintly. I am the first ever podcast, and Tig and Cheryl are following in the sound of my footsteps. Let's get started. I'm so ready. Tig and Cheryl. True story. Hi, Cheryl. Hey, Tig. Hey, Cheryl. Hey, we're doing it. We're doing it today. We said we would. I mean, I feel like people have asked for us to do a podcast about this documentary. Yeah, you know, I was thinking that I think it's a mix of things that you've mentioned it. Our producers have mentioned it. I think I've read it. And still, I don't know if it's the same person writing it over and over or if, I know. If, it, might, it might be one person. Yeah. Or we if, might be making one person really happy. Today. I know. 
But I have to say, yeah. I'm glad that we listened yeah. to that one person because I found this very enjoyable. Yeah, me too. Me too. Not to spill the beans immediately. Yes. This one you won't have to pause to try to... <laughs> you can, it's okay. You're going to figure... You can, you can listen and then watch it. It's going to be okay. We're not going to spoil anything because... It's a contest, so we all know that somebody's going to win. Yeah, if you don't have time, and this is not a knock against the filmmakers or the people involved, you could no. start it, you could jump to the middle and kind of get a feel for what it's like <laughs> in the middle part, and then you could jump to the end. But um, That does sound like a knock against the filmmakers. It is not. It is not. I really enjoyed this. If I'm somebody saying, said that about your film, somebody said, listen, it's okay. You'll get it in the first five minutes. Truly. Then if you need to skip you some. Could, you could turn on the TIG documentary and be like, oh, she has cancer. She <laughs> lived. Skip ahead. Skip no ahead. offense yeah. taken. Okay. But if you do have time, I would encourage people to not do this start, middle, end. Yeah. It's just a subject matter is uh, uncomplicated. Yeah. It's really not hard to follow. There's there's not a moment where you have to rewind. Should we talk about what this movie is? Should we? Yeah, I think we should just get into it, right? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Hands on a Hard Body. No, Cheryl, <laughs> that is for... Oh, God, not this again. <laughs> that is for when, after we record the episode, we go and we record an intro. And then in the intro okay. is when you say, ladies... Say, ladies. How is that? I don't know. It doesn't stick in my head. I can't remember that order. Clearly. Okay, so we'll just tell everybody what this documentary is about. Okay, so Hands on a Hard Body is a documentary directed by S.R. Bindler that chronicles an endurance contest held in Longview, Texas. Contestants must keep their hands on a brand new pickup truck. The person to do so the longest is the winner of the competition and receives the truck as their prize. The film was released in 1997, making it the oldest documentary we've ever covered. It's available to watch at the official website for the film, Hands on a Hard Body, themovie.com. And it's still happening today, I think, these contests where... There's a car dealership and they have a contest and they usually team up with a radio station Mm. and then they invite people to put their names in a hat and they pick whoever they pick to put their hand on the car and the person that can stay there the longest wins the car. Or truck. Or truck. when When you say it's usually affiliated with a radio station, I would make sure people understand it's typically not like a classic, a classical music <laughs> radio station <laughs> or jazz, <laughs> you know. It's, or NPR. Yeah, this it's, is, yeah, it's uh, definitely not yeah. Ira Glass in the background <laughs> or Terry Gross. <laughs> Yeah, that's not who they appeal to. It's usually, I mean, in this case, it must have been country music because they played a lot of country music, right? It it must have been considering all of the country music playing in the background. Right. Yeah, it must have been. Yeah, that's, I did some detective work there and put the two together. Mm -hmm. You know what's interesting? What? I almost did one of these. (laughs) 
How did you almost? <laughs> well, uh, when I was I was living out here, I was working as an assistant for Rob Reiner uh-huh. and his wife and his family. And I had a Toyota Tercel that I had driven from Florida. It had no air conditioning. I mean, it was in really bad shape. And there was a VW place. Don't Toyota Tercels just arrive in bad shape? How dare you? I don't even know if they make them anymore. Do they even make them anymore? Probably not because they were Toyota Tercels. (laughs) But anyway, so yours was... So I thought I heard about this contest on the radio station that I was listening to. <laughs> and what what radio station was it? I don't know. It must have been like K Rock or I don't uh-huh. know, whatever Ryan Seacrest is on. And I was like, oh my God, I'm gonna go get a new car. This is perfect and easy. And then I said to this woman that also, you know, was working with me, I said, um, you know, I think I might I might have to, I want to do this contest. Hmm. And she's like, that's, you could be there for days. Uh And I said, oh, I think it's just like five or six hours long. I think it's like not a big deal. And she was like, do you know what you're talking about? I said, no. She goes, no, you stay there for days. And I said, well, can I, can I get time off to do it? Wait, this is your boss? Yeah, this was my assistant boss. She had a higher level assistant job than mm. I did. I was low down on the chain. Mm, okay. Well, yeah, that makes sense. If you were saying you wanted days off to go put your hand on a hard body to try and <laughs> win a new car, it sounds like you probably weren't equal to Rob Reiner. <laughs> I mean, what if your assistant asked for... Four days off to just put their hand on a card and hope that they get it and hope they don't drop off like day three. I would say, how about <laughs> we <laughs> make some room for extra hours for you where you can uh-huh. purchase a new Try car? Mm, yeah. But truth be told, I probably would say yes. Even if I didn't know about this documentary, which I didn't know about this documentary, except the fact that I think one person kept asking us to uh, do an episode (laughs) about it, but I probably would have said, okay, this is insane. Because it's not a sure thing. That's also the problem. It's not a sure thing. That's right, Cheryl. (laughs) 25 people can't alternate as the winner. Well, I guess you have a one in 25 shot which isn't bad actually the odds are not bad i think they're pretty bad considering only one person (laughs) can win but um i think that i would tell my assistant they could have the time off but that they would need to film this and can i come watch uh yeah what would you do if your assistant said this oh god i would i would not i wouldn't i wouldn't want it to happen Especially if there is like real work to be done. It's really hard to tell your assistant. Wait, what? Ah, go ahead. What is the real work that has to be done in the life of Cheryl Hines? Please. <laughs> oh, okay. Walk me well, through a busy instance, day. Wor- Walk me through a busy if bee. You wor- busy bee day. If you're working on a timeline, uh-huh. like uh, I was doing a di- director's presentation for somebody and I had to put together a, you know, a lookbook 
with all with a lot of information. Okay, and that's a busy time. That's a busy time. Yeah. Let's talk yeah, yeah. about the yeah. day-to-day when you're not directing a, a, a normal. Film. <laughs> <laughs> a normal day. Yeah. What does my assistant do on a normal yeah. day? <laughs> Walk us through that. <laughs> um it pretty much starts with like a pep talk call. Like we pep talk each other. Maybe pick up a coffee. <laughs> A cup of coffee. Uh, we go down the list of what what we want to accomplish that day. And wait, do you really? Yeah. What do you do with you have an you have an assistant? What does your assistant do? Talk me through it. Well, we just have an ongoing um, to do list that things just get added to, and then mm. um, and then as they get done, they get moved over to the to done list. Well, when you talk about these lists, are these really like, is it on a whiteboard? It's or just you... a, um, an email that is sent every morning. And mm. then. Wow, that's very official. And then it goes to the to done list. And mm-hmm. then there's like a list years back of things that have gotten accomplished. Is that true? It is true. And then it's also easy. Like if I have a new assistant to say, here mm. is the list of things that have been done that can give you an idea of what your job will be like. Oh my God. I would hate to see my list of things that, <laughs> I mean, I have some, I have had my poor assistant. I have had, <laughs> yes. this is the worst story and I feel bad for her. This was not, this was not in her job description. <laughs> I, I don't know what you're time, saying. One time she was house sitting for me. Yeah. And watching the dogs. Mm-hmm. And I called her to ask how things were going. And she was, <laughs> yeah. she was in tears because one of the dogs had caught a rat. And the rat was half dead. <laughs> she felt like the only... Humane thing to do was to kill the rat. <laughs> and she was sobbing. And you were talking just, her through killing the rat? Yes. I mean, I felt really badly for an arm. <laughs> but I don't, you know, what else is there to do? I don't know. I, so she, yeah, it was a, it was a tough day in, in the assistant life, but I would hate to see that on the, these are things that we've done. Yeah, on the to done list. <laughs> so if somebody new comes in, they're like, <laughs> "I have to kill a rat." I had to club a rat in the head. Yeah, there's there have been some things. Yeah, there have been some things. I mean, one time she had to like, she had to glue seashells on a wall. <laughs> Listen, things happen. But it sounds like our lists are so different. <laughs> not necessarily. Club a rat in the head has not <laughs> come across my desk. But, you know, one time I was hired to house it for someone and take care of their dog. And, um, oh, no. And I was over at the house and the dog turned on me turned? while I was in the house. Yeah. What does that mean? It started like, like growling like, at you? while you were living with it? No, I was just coming over and feeding the dog and <laughs> taking the dog out. And I came over one day and the dog, I think it was like the second day. And I walk in the door and the dog was like, 
And I was backed into the laundry room and climbed up on the... um, The counter? No, the uh, washer and dryer. While the dog was just like, <laughs> and I did, it was before cell phones. I was just trapped on a washer and dryer. And luckily there was a door, a back door in the laundry room. And when the dog hours later got bored of me and wandered off, I was, I was shaking so bad and I unlocked the door and ran out of the house. I would, I would, I mean, I don't know what happened from the last time I fed the dog to that time. You sat on a washing machine for hours. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And did you keep the job for a while or were you like, that's it, I can't? Uh, I can't really remember what happened, but it was for my boss at the time. I worked at a production company and she had hired me. Yeah, there's no choice, to, right? To do- you have to do what you have to do as an assistant. Um, okay, so I guess what we're saying is it, it takes a certain person to be able to do this contest because you have to be able to have a clear calendar and not everybody has that kind of time. And not to be judgmental, but there is a handful of people that seemed like they probably had a clear calendar. <laughs> you mean in this film? Yeah, yeah, in this film, there were definitely yeah. people that seemed like they had a very clear calendar. They had a clear calendar. As a matter of fact, one of the guys mm-hmm. had already won it. Yeah. Had won this contest a few years prior and had won a truck. So it it did seem like, wow, that is that fair? I mean, sure. But I mean, you know, I guess if you make the rules, yeah. Who cares, right? Should we hear from Benny? Yeah, you want to hear Benny? Yeah, so Benny is the one who um, who had done it before. Mm-hmm. And he's in this a lot. So we really hear his point of view a lot, which is very interesting. Okay, this is Benny. He's a front runner. <laughs> when it gets down to the last tee, that's when it gets really tough. Because he's got most of his friends and family there. Most of your friends and family are there. And then you've got fans. And everybody's rooting for somebody. You know? And if you look over here, into the friends and family and, and fans of uh, this other person, you know, they're looking at you like, okay, you need to quit, you know. Well, if you're looking better than this other person, they're really upset with you, and you can see it. It's really interesting to hear him talk about it, right? Because it sounds, on the surface, this documentary seems so silly and fun. Because it's like, it is a ridiculous it's ridiculous. But when you start watching it, you realize that it's really silly and fun. <laughs> no. It is, in fact, what you thought it was. No, go ahead. Right, because when you're watching it, so these people have to stand there, and they get five minutes break every hour, and every, what, three hours, four hours, they get a 15-minute a break. How did they come up with this randomness? I don't is know. what I couldn't figure out. Because, like, what if you have diarrhea? Well, that's what I was wondering. About diarrhea? (laughs) I wasn't wondering about diarrhea, but, you know, before I get involved in any sort of uh, outdoor concert or protest or something, I ask myself, what what is the bathroom situation? Because I don't want to be uncomfortable. I don't want to use a weird bathroom. Or if there is no bathroom, then that's then I'd rather not do it. Well, 
that is my question every New Year's Eve when the ball is dropping. Yes. When people are up front against the fence. In Times Square. And they've Square. been there all day and night. In what? Times Square, they all must be in diapers. Where Where do they go? I don't understand it. I really, I honestly don't understand it at all. I, I it ruins my New Year's Eve you're just time and time again because I, I'm focused on how Where? are they... I know. Getting rid of their waste. I guess at that point when you're just sandwiched in, it doesn't matter. Everybody's drunk on New Year's Eve. You could probably just use your pants. You know. <laughs> it's just at that point. You're just like. What? Is that a real phrase? Just use your pants? Like, is that, like, I don't were, know. When it came out of my a, mouth, I thought. If you were in a crowd and you said to me, I really have to use the bathroom. And I said, just use your pants. Would, that, would you be like, I oh. wouldn't think twice. I wouldn't ask another question. And I would release the urine. In your pants. Just use your pants. Just use your pants. Okay. I'm, I didn't know that was a thing. And by the way. I think it's difficult to use the bathroom in five minutes to like go to go to the bathroom and well, wash especially your hands and if come you have up. anxiety around, yeah. like say it's hard for you to have a bowel movement, like say you well, have anxiety. A lot of people have that sort of anxiety. They need to really relax. clear their head and relax. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, it does seem difficult right? to be able to. <gasps> You know what this reminds me of? We've had this conversation with the, the artist is present. Oh, yeah. And remember, she, they had the chair with the hole in it. So she, well, she was sitting there because she sat in a chair. Yes. For, how long was that? It was long. It was like 18 hours or something. And she would just, instead of using your pants, she, <laughs> she, she, <laughs> she used, she put a hole That's in her like t- when you're potty training, you'd have to tell your kids, you need to stop using your pants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. Pants. I used my pants. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, well, you know, on the artist's present, I was, that was partly what was keeping me really sucked in is I wanted to see how she would actually do this, how she yeah. would actually use her chair. <laughs> if if anybody didn't see this, this is a documentary called "The Artist Is Present," and no one cares. Nothing matters. <laughs> Cheryl, why are you? Why? Why bother? <laughs> you think oh, somebody God. was just vacuuming their house, and then and then stopped their vacuum and went over and took a note? <sighs> The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. 
They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It was really fascinating to see what the different people were choosing for their diet through this. That was very fascinating because... Some of them really thought it through and had a good strategy. Well, they thought they did. This was very much the time period mm-hmm. that, and I, I was, I'm guilty of this too, around the mid-90s when the Snickers commercial was coming out that saying, it basically was implying that it was a near full meal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you skipped a meal, it's fine. Have a Snickers bar. Right. Was the sentiment. I fell for that. Yeah. And I think the mid-90s was when that commercial was out. And I noticed a lot of people were having Snickers bars. And I remember, actually, um, during that time period, I went to see a band. And... Um, well, I didn't just go to see a band. I used to work in the music industry and a band that I worked with, I went to see them live. And my girlfriend at the time asked me something about a meal or, and I said, oh, I didn't have time. I I grabbed a king size Snickers. (laughs) And she said, so you were just alone at the club eating a Snickers bar? And I said, yeah, she could not she said you had no embarrassment just standing there alone <laughs> eating a king size Snickers bar <laughs> I was like it never dawned on me that I looked potentially foolish or weird or gross I was just like no I was having a Snickers bar watching a band and she could not comprehend she was like I you would never catch me standing alone eating a king size Snickers bar just watching a band that's so would weird. Would you, Cheryl? I feel like I would. Okay. Well, Florida for you. Yeah. I mean, because, yeah, a Snickers bar. I mean, if you have to eat something to get you through, it has peanuts she, in it. She would not. She, <laughs> and she would not. That's, and she was. That's unfair to you. Listen, it didn't work out. It didn't yeah, work it did out. not work out. But one of the guys in this contest, of course, we're not going to remember his name. Um, which guy describe him? He has a very thick accent. <laughs> like that's all of them. And he eats the Snickers bars. That's all he eats on his mm-hmm. breaks. And at first I couldn't mm-hmm. tell if he was saying, I've got to get my sneakers or my Snickers. Cause he was talking about his tennis shoes and he needed to switch shoes. 
It was one point I think he did say sneakers, and another time he said Snickers, and I everything <laughs> <laughs> threw me. And that's that threw you off for the whole documentary, right? It really threw me off. But then you know, then you see him, and he's eating a Snickers, and he got different sneakers. Was that Ronald? I feel like his name might have been Ronald. Ronald, yeah. Do we have, can we listen to Ronald? Yeah, let's listen to Ronald. Okay. I'm going to fast that day. I think I'm going to fast that three nights, that three days. If I fast, that nothing can't come out, nothing can go out. <laughs> what about energy, though? Don't you think oh, that's what, I don't think I'd probably like that. I'd probably eat an orange or a sneaker. That's, that's enough energy for me, sir. When I was training, when I was in track training, that's how I used to eat orange and a sneaker that carried me through the day. I mean, do you see what I'm saying? Listen. It sounds like maybe sneaker. Maybe he was eating... <laughs> Does it yeah, not? he was eating sneakers. This, this documentary was essentially one big Snickers commercial. It really was. It did make you want a Snickers after, because you watched Ronald eat so many Snickers. And I can't remember which woman it was, but... She seemed like the most grounded, um, reasonable person, if that even exists in such a thing. But she was the one who who left a glove off so she could read. And when you saw what she was eating, she was having peanut butter and banana. Which yeah, you no, know, that was isn't the, that hilarious? That was the religious. Um, that was uh, Norma. No, that no. wasn't her. It was Carrie. Oh. It was Carrie. Oh, with the long hair and the makeup. I honestly, yeah, maybe so. Um, there's no way you're going to tell me the religious <laughs> woman was the re- reasonable, rational one. Is that how you felt? I did feel like she was pretty reasonable and rational. So that was, um, that was, is that Norma? Norma. And she, she's very religious and she felt like God was on her side and she had a prayer group that was praying for her. This this is that thing that just blows my mind about prayer. I, I don't understand. Maybe you can help me. Okay. But if God, mm-hmm. if there is a God, mm-hmm. is busy, mm-hmm. will God put the other more important things aside to help this woman keep her hands on a pickup truck. Is that really, because the, the she and her prayer group, they were speaking about this, like, like we've got, there a- was a lot of people, a lot of people praying. And like the more people praying for her hand to stay on that pickup truck, the more God would li- like, is God in heaven or wherever god is in a cloud thinking over the clouds i'm gonna over the clouds i'm gonna help you but if you could get more people to start praying really pay attention then that's gonna then i'll really i'm you kind of you got my ear the more you got get some more people praying and then maybe then maybe i'll listen maybe i'll but then you feel like why can't god just give her a truck Yes. Why can't God just give her a truck? Why can't God give her a truck? And, and, and what about all of the other people with their hands on a hard body? I mean, I know. I saw plenty of people with crosses around their necks. Here's the thing that I appreciate about prayer and uh-huh. um, organized religion. Okay. Even though I don't really go to church that often, but. But I was raised Catholic, and I I do appreciate the idea that people are coming together, uh-huh. 
And they're all thinking about one positive thing at the same time. And they're like all... Like a pickup truck. <laughs> yes. Well, it was important to her. And they knew mm-hmm. it was important to her. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not saying that, yes, that means you're closer to God. I'm just saying maybe there is a universe in which if you have good intentions coming in and going out, then perhaps you're creating an energy. Mm-hmm. Perhaps. Like a sneaker? No, I understand that. I, I, I certainly... When there is good and bad stuff going on, I think of people and I encourage other people to think about them. But I guess I just don't buy into a God that is abandoning some important work. <laughs> well, I don't know that. To, I don't know um, that God is. Maybe if you, maybe if you stop looking at it, like God has to drop whatever they're doing drop this thing over here with the cancer and come over here and look at the truck situation. I don't think it I don't, I don't think it's either or. <laughs> I do. And okay. that's where we differ. I this was is, also raised Catholic. You were? And uh, I'm Why sh- do you shocked. respond like Why? Why are you shocked? I don't know. You seem like a something else Baptist or something. What? <laughs> I seem Baptist. <laughs> yeah. Like, do I really? I remember growing up, and the Baptists always seemed to be having so much more fun than the Catholics. <laughs> but I mean, Catholics are the ones that like drink and party and well, secretly. Right? Well, my family let the secret out. <laughs> um, <laughs> they, they were partiers. They the secret is out. <laughs> but okay. Um, okay. All right. Well, this is, you know, we're finding out lots of things. I mean, nothing about the documentary, but yeah, we've just, we've talked about, uh, spirituality and, um, well, let's not, let's not be confused and think I'm still Catholic. Okay. I never, I never thought you were Catholic to begin with. And I definitely don't think you still are. I mean, not that, how do we know? How would anybody know what religion you are? Well, I make it a point to let people know that (laughs) I am definitely not Catholic or Baptist. Like, you seem to think you're hosting a show with a Baptist. You just seem like the Baptists have a good time for whatever reason. I don't know why I think that. I thought Baptists, I dated a girl that was Baptist and she couldn't listen to the radio. She couldn't, that didn't sound fun. Oh, is that like a... Like Footloose? I didn't see Footloose. Okay, <laughs> you need to see Footloose. They're not allowed I need to, to see Footloose. They're not allowed to <laughs> dance in their tiny town. But I don't, because of religious reasons, I, but I can't. I heard about that with Footloose, but I just haven't seen it. <laughs> it's not like I don't know what Footloose is about. I just didn't see it. But maybe our next episode, we could cover Footloose. <laughs> I think our listeners are going to have so much to say about all of this, and I'm terrified to hear it. Okay, so back to the. Uh, okay, they're all. They've Movie. got their hands on. They've got their hands on the car, on the car on the truck. They have uh-huh. to wear a glove. They have to keep one hand on at all times, and um, yeah. and it's very sweet. I mean, each of the contestants has a reason why they really mm-hmm. want and need the truck. Sure. 
You know, and it's it's a little bit heartbreaking. And when you're watching it, you feel like, oh my god, they can't they all just get a can't they all get a truck? Did you feel like that the whole time? Well, maybe like at the end of it, they say, you know what, you got it's like Oprah. Well, that's what I was gonna say. That's what talk shows are for. Ah, shoot. I kept thinking while I was watching this, why couldn't it be, hey, come sit outside in the heat and the first person that has to go, like everyone drink a beer and then the first person that has to go to the bathroom um, loses. Like, why does it have to be that long and insane? We did that in college. Did you ever go to a bladder bust? I didn't go to college. Right. Oh, no, I'm not this conversation again. Wait, a bladder okay. bust? That's oh, God. So we had, it, is, it was so disgusting. This and is what happens they, when kids first leave their parents' home. Yes. They go and do bladder bust. Yes, and you and everybody would pile into this bar and then they would they would lock the doors and then you got everybody got to drink free beer until somebody peed. Somebody used their pants? Well, I'm sure there were lots of guys that used their pants. But it was always a it was always a female that had to go first and the guys would actually block the bathroom all in good humor. Of course. Um to not let one of the girls in to go. So, as you can imagine, it was just like a night of beer and urine because of course the guys are just peeing is that what the banner said outside a night of beer and (laughs) urine (laughs) they didn't have to because everybody knew it and by the way you can never put your cup down (laughs) why because people would urinate in it yeah yeah so you could not like don't don't let your cup go down low when you're holding it because god knows what would happen I mean, we all know what would happen. A guy would pee in it. Well, God knows what would happen because somebody <laughs> was probably praying at the Florida yes. College bladder bust right. yeah. and uh, not dealing with cancer. Well, once again, we don't know that you have to drop one thing to grant another thing. Oh, my gosh. Thing. What a busy bee. God must be. But God must. It's like... I was going to say it's like Santa Claus, but then that's also not a fair comparison. And then people are going to be like, why are you comparing God to Santa Claus? I take it back and I wish I never said it. No Um, hate mail, please. (laughs) But the idea of trying to deliver a toy to every kid in the universe at the same time. Okay. Where were we? Oh, so you think it should just be whoever has to use the bathroom first. Well, or just something, something... It seemed a little inhumane after a while. Yeah, and, and you see... Because they had to stand. Right. You see the um, the desperation, because like you said, they showed up with so many different reasons why they wanted or needed a truck. Yeah. And that's fine and understandable, but why would you break them down like this yeah so the first 24 hours you were like okay and then 48 hours and you feel like now it feels like torture because people are starting to drop out a little bit and then i mean 60 hours and they're still yeah and they're they're now people are dropping out and they're crying they're starting to hallucinate i mean listen uh they use sleep deprivation as a torture process 
torture process mm. as, as a means of torture. That's probably a better way to say it. That's um, what we could rena- but- rename this podcast as torture process. <laughs> Welcome to just- another episode of torture process with Dick and Cheryl. <laughs> just use your pants. Um, but these, these people, I mean, there was a, there was an ex-Marine there who, I'm, he I'm th- sorry, I, I just looked on our outline, what? I just looked on our outline, and it says, Janice Curtis is a toothless woman who really wants to win. <laughs> who wrote this up? Well... In all fairness, she she doesn't have many teeth. No, she has fangs, but that can't be. <laughs> that, can't be that, that can't be how we describe her, is what you're saying. Janice Curtis is a toothless woman who really wants to win. <laughs> I mean, and, you know, thinking of that, her... You meet her husband, too, and he also was lacking teeth. But the weird mystery... Which was fine. They'd have, they're good for that, each other. Th- yes. That is fine. Completely yes. fine. Miss... Yes. Have no teeth. Right. But the question lies in the fact that they have this air conditioning unit that apparently <laughs> can really <laughs> take the temperature down to below freezing which means you'd, I know he said he got a good deal on it, but mm-hmm. you got to kick down some cash for that. And it feels like I see where you're headed. Mm-hmm. A toothbrush would mm-hmm. be like the money you're saving on the air conditioning unit. Invest in a toothbrush. You know what, Tig? Perhaps the air conditioning makes them much more happy. One of the things that I really loved about this documentary that I loved about it, I love that it, I love that they were real people mm. doing something. You didn't feel like those were actors? <laughs> well, I mean, I, it seems like a lot of the documentaries that we see, it's somebody already who's extraordinary or Thank you. somebody who, <laughs> or somebody who murdered somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you. And and so there are these extraordinary people, and I love that these are just real people. Mm-hmm. They live in this small town. Mm-hmm. They're doing this contest because they all need a truck. And I really love that about them. And I really loved their support teams because really somebody can't do a contest like this on their own. It's It's impossible, I think, because people have to bring you Food and drinks and massage your disgusting, sweaty socks. (laughs) They were massaging their feet and they were like, oh, how about the one woman who was combing her husband's hair? Oh, Oh my God. It was just the sweetest. It was, but it kind of grossed me out. (laughs) Well, people shouldn't be combing their hair in, in public. When I was watching her comb his hair... Truly, yeah. my first and only thought was, what if I was still in a small town, couldn't figure out why I was different, and married a guy like this, and he was putting his hands on a hard body, and I was there supporting him and combing his hair and feeling like this was my life. Oh, my God. 
I had the complete opposite reaction. I felt like, you know what? If that was my guy and he was giving it his all, I mean, that's a pretty fun Monday night. Go out there at three in the morning and just be like, you got this. Let's do this. Go in your, use your pants. Now, can I just please, it really caught my eye when I was reading the, uh, mm-hmm. what one of our producers wrote about Janice Curtis and how Uh-oh. she's a toothless woman who oh, really no. wants to win. Mm-hmm. Can I just run through here a few other descriptions? Mm-hmm. Okay. So Kelly Mangrum wants to sell the truck to get money to go back to school and get braces. Yeah. She's a young, young girl. Yeah. Russell Welch, older guy who just wants a truck. Okay. All right. Fair. Okay. Ronald McCowan is a country boy from a little country town and eats countless Snickers bars. <laughs> mm-hmm. Again, Janice Curtis is a toothless woman who really wants to win. Okay. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Uh, JD is the oldest contestant. He smokes unfiltered cigarettes during the breaks. Mm-hmm. This is how they made their marks in the movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, you're painting the picture for us. Were there people in this movie that you thought, oh, I know this person or this, were these people lived in my area growing up or went to my school? Yeah. Because I felt that way. Oh, my God. You felt that way, too? Yeah. I mean, not that I went to just completely, Yeah. you know, there was all kinds of people at my school, but there were definitely some characters who were real people that I thought, oh, I know this person. Yeah, so you know these people. Mm-hmm. That's what was so great about it, and that's what that's why I connected so strongly with it because I loved watching these real people, and I loved their support teams, although I do have to question the strategy for one of the one of the contestants, and I can't remember which one it was, who he was so proud of his wife for doing it and for staying up, you know, not allowed to sleep during this. So he too didn't sleep. <laughs> he decided. Well, that was. He would also stay awake. Was that Janice's that's husband? That's Janice Curtis, who is a toothless woman who really wants to win. Her husband, Mr. Curtis. Mm hmm. In, in support of her. Were there drugs involved? That was the other thing where I'm like, is this? Well, at, at the end, they had to do a drug test. When it got down to three people, they had to take a drug test. Mm-hmm. And if you were eliminated, then it would go to the next person. Mm-hmm. I mean, it seems like you would need to do drugs. Who did you think was going to win when you when you were following this along? Was there somebody where you thought of? Oh. I thought maybe uh, the young girl that wants to go back to college. What was her name? Oh yeah, she was Kelly. Yeah, she was. She, she was tough. She seemed not only tough but like angry about it. She was mad that Benny was back. Yeah, I don't blame her. I thought her focus on like. No way. This guy is not. But you start to learn that no mm. matter how much big talk somebody has or they're big throwing talk? around big talk, <laughs> that, um, 
you know, they're they're <laughs> I've never heard that expression either. Big talk. You and your big talk. You've never heard big talk. Big talk. Yeah, that's another podcast we'll have. Your to, big talk. You and your big talk. Oh, big talk with Tig and Cheryl. And your big talk. But it, it it doesn't matter because if your leg goes out, your leg goes out. I know. Or, or, or you start hallucinating and petting a dog that's not there. Right. Mm-hmm. That's right. They were hallucinating and. What was so sweet, really so sweet, is how they started to bond with each other mm-hmm. and they were sort of rooting for each other. Yeah. And it was, okay, well, should we say who won? I mean, we haven't even... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say the one who won, I did not see coming. No, because you didn't hear much about him. His name was J.D. And, uh, he was smoking cigarettes. He was the one that got his hair combed, right? Yes. His hair combed. And he was, he was drinking like vitamin B, some sort of formula that his wife had concocted, but she knew what she was doing. And the other woman, the very religious woman who was really tough, Mm -hmm. she really hung in there. Mm -hmm. Norma, she would listen to this religious music and she got to a place where... And she'd, she'd cackle, and it drove everybody crazy. She was so happy. And was it happy, she was overtaken or was by she crazy? Spirit. I don't know. She was taken out. She, she had the spirit moved her, and she started clapping her hands. And that's, I mean, listen, God looked away for one second, and she, <laughs> she, and so she didn't God get it. God went but back to help out was, with cancer, and... <laughs> Bam! She's out. Norma. So JD, so JD won and he um he went over and gave her a hug and it was just it was very sweet. Mm-hmm. So that was the end. And how about that one guy that came back to cheer her on? Oh my god. I really appreciated that. Tig. Oh god, it was so so sweet. Yeah. It was really very sweet. Tig, it's time for Happily Ever After Thoughts, where we give our final thoughts on this week's documentary. All right. Did you cry? No. Did you? You did? I did. (gasps) I did. You are the weirdest person. (laughs) But it's the same reason why I cry when I'm watching Dancing with the Stars, because they were trying so hard. Are you crying now? I'm thinking about it. But can I just tell you, when JD won, Uh first of all, one of the first things he did was he went over and hugged Norma Uh and talked to her in her ear, and it was just so sweet. And then, now I might cry. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I cannot believe. (laughs) When they, okay. When they gave him the truck, just so the people at home know, Cheryl is waving (laughs) her hand uh, uh, in front of her eyes to dry them out because she's getting teared up. This is incredible. Go ahead. I don't want to. I don't want to break down. (laughs) What did he do when he got that truck after standing there for seventy-eight hours? What did he do when they gave him the keys to the truck? I, I can't even answer this. That made you cry. Tig. He gave it to his wife. Yes. <laughs> okay. That is great How? and fine that he gave it to his wife. 
But he also lives yeah. there. He's going to be driving that thing. It's not like he gave it away to one he, of the other contestants. He did. He, he gave it away. And it had the kind of seat that she wanted. She wanted a truck with a bench seat, and it had it. And he, he, he can't feel his feet. He can't feel his legs. He hasn't eaten in three, four days. He hasn't slept. Mm-hmm. And the whole reason he did this was, for was to give it to her. He knew he was getting a new truck too. Tig. I bet you if we if we write her if we get in touch with her, she's gonna be like, he took that truck and he drove that around town. Never got to sit in that thing. (laughs) My God, you, my friend, are heartless. You're heartless. You missed the whole. You haven't cried. You missed the whole message. For like 20 episodes, you haven't shed a tear. Even when your dear friend Tig was dying, you don't care. You're just like, I was just curious. Of course I care. No, you, you care, but like you also care that you hope that I don't get hit by a car or something. But you... Right. It doesn't make me cry. It wouldn't make you cry if I got hit by a car? No, I'm not going to sit around every day and cry hoping I'm not that you won't get hit every by a car. day. I'm saying if somebody called you, let's say Stephanie calls you tomorrow and said yeah. Tig was hit by a car. Yeah. yeah. Did you did you die? Yeah, I died. I mean, even when somebody dies, sometimes it takes a, a minute to process it. Would you at any point cry if I was dead? <laughs> oh my god. No, the answer is no. I would have to be I'm on sure, hands I'm on a sure hard body. And I would have to stand there for four days and eat tuna fish out of a can and peanut butter out of a tub. And I'd have to chain smoke and then I'd have to give the dune buggy to Stephanie. Yes, Yes, that would be, I mean, that would get me. That Because by the way, I'm not saying that I wouldn't cry if you died, but everybody dies. And and that's a part of life, and that's something that we don't have control okay, over. Okay, so everybody and dies, but not everyone stands around with their hand on a hard body. That's right. But JD did. You are insane. Of course, you almost got yourself into one of these contests. Yeah. You're just as cuckoo. Yeah. But by the way, I don't think I would have a support team at all. I don't know one friend you of mine that would be like, to have one. yeah. You don't think Rachel would come down there? At four in the morning, no. Like for my for my five minute break? Yeah, she would come like you know, at one in the afternoon when she was done with all her stuff, but like nobody's coming to rub my feet or, you know, scoop out peanut butter for what me. What if I don't you know. Oh my gosh, what if you did a hands on a hard body thing and I was there by your mm-hmm. side twenty four hours a day. I was rubbing <laughs> your feet. I was spilling peanut butter into your mouth and i was just like come on cheryl come on you can do this look at that truck you brush you brush my look at that truck that's gonna be yours baby i might do i might do it i might do it. i mean how shocked would you be if i for some reason that really spoke to me but it sounds like if i wanted to win a, a a truck from hands on a hard body yeah it sounds like yeah. it would be so touching to you that maybe you would come down and be my support system for four days. No, I could. It's possible I could. Oh, 
I don't know about the foot rubbing. I don't. I feel like I care more about you than you care about me. I think that's what all of this. You're going to rub. Are you rubbing my feet? I said. You're not rubbing my feet. I said, what if that was the case that you were putting your hands on a hard body and I was coming down there. I was rubbing your stinky, dirty socks. I was rubbing your shoulders. (laughs) I was like shoveling peanut butter into your mouth. Just like, come on, Cheryl, you can get it. Okay, I would do it. I would rub your feet. I'd figure out a system, you know, a good system. <laughs> with a with an, <laughs> a, a clothespin on your nose, rubbing my face. <laughs> like one of those, one of those little scratchers that you would get at Spencer Gifts, you know, with a long the, handle. Right, a little hand. Right, but you have it um, uh, tied to a pole, <laughs> so it's even further away. <laughs> but I love that you, you're watching that woman comb that man's greasy wet hair and you're like oh she's there with her man and then yeah. and then I'm like hey I have my hand on a hard body <laughs> and you're like what I'm rubbing your feet it's like yeah it's me Tig your clean friend your squeaky clean friend I mean I guess yeah I guess so I will do it I'll do it I'll do it hey were you attracted to who were you oh where to, to begin <laughs> I would say (laughs) it was a toss up between Mm -hmm. um, Benny and um, Kelly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a toss up. What about you? Who are you attracted to? Well, I guess Kelly. I liked Benny until he described like how exhilarating it was to shoot killing a deer. Yeah, that was disturbing. (laughs) But also. This is coming from someone who coached somebody, their assistant, into clubbing a rat (laughs) to death. Okay. (laughs) So I don't know if anyone's fully falling for this. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. So wait, we have the exact same taste? I guess we do on this one. We do. Wow. I mean, listen, it is slim pickings, let's be honest. Okay. It's not. I don't know. Who would be your number one? Ooh. I mean, what do we have to do with this person? Is this person like somebody that you're stuck in an elevator with for no, five hours? Or is this someone to. that you have to make out in the closet? Wait, why is it the two? Why is it stuck in an elevator and make out in the closet? <laughs> <laughs> what a weird. What are you talking about? <laughs> make out in the closet. <laughs> I'm thinking about seven minutes in heaven. Did you ever play seven minutes in heaven? You're like, what? what's going on? I mean, is this like somebody I'm going to have to make out in a closet with? Oh, my God. I can't breathe. Uh, Would you prefer to be stuck in an elevator or make out in a closet? I don't even know what I'm asking you. Who would you rather make out in a closet with, Benny or Kelly? Knowing that Benny was excited about killing that animal. (laughs) I think I have to go with Kelly. You'd make out in a closet with Kelly. I think I would. Do you ever play the game with yourself where you're in a room and there's a meeting going on or something and you look at everybody in the room and you think, if there was an earthquake (laughs) right this minute, and we knew we were all going to die in 20 minutes. 
Who would I make out with? <laughs> no. <laughs> That wait so you would be sexually aroused after the building collapsed and you saw nineteen people die. You don't see anybody die, but you know that like you're not going to make it, and the whole group's not going to make it. And so what? You want to get one last (laughs) go at things? One last. You wouldn't wait. No, 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 wait. So you wouldn't spend <laughs> the last 20 minutes of your life calling loved ones? You, you don't have a phone. The, the, the internet, it's down. You can't get out. You, you can't get anything on your cell phone. Okay, so you would spend you your last is, 20 all, all minutes. All you have are the people. <laughs> you would spend the last 20 <laughs> minutes getting yourself off? No, but, you know, maybe there's like, wouldn't you want to kiss one person goodbye before the end of the world? <laughs> well, that's Am not I crazy. You would spend your last 20 minutes making out. Kissing. <laughs> well, I mean, kissing. Just, I mean, it would be nice to hug somebody and then. Sure. Hey, I had a good life. Did you have a good life? And it's like, yes. And then, and then, and then, slip and then you do up one final tongue. kiss goodbye. <laughs> well, I don't know. It seems like that would happen because I think that's just how people kiss. And plus, you know, emotion it would be emotional. I'll tell you what I do when there's a... You never play that game? I've never played that game in my life. <laughs> um, but I guess I will now. Um, what game I do play that Stephanie mm-hmm. loves when we go to meetings mm-hmm. and say there's mm-hmm. like... 10 or 20 people it doesn't even have to be a meeting sometimes it's a meeting for work or it's a a party or gathering or something and write Mm -hmm. it at the end when everyone's getting up and leaving and saying goodbye and it gets kind of loud and chatty I like Mm -hmm. to just interject (laughs) because nobody notices when we just, when we leave meetings, <laughs> oh my God. just gosh. walk out the door. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, all right, well, thank you so much I for wanna... blah, blah, this and that. And then I just go, bah, 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 bah. and then I walk out. It's her favorite thing. That's like cat. That's like taking my daughter to church when she was younger. And, you know, everybody knows all the prayers. Mm-hmm. And I would say, just say peas and carrots, peas and carrots, peas and carrots. Amen. And then when she went to school, she's. They were talking about church, and she goes, oh, yeah, my mom and I do the peas and carrots uh, <laughs> prayer. And they were like, what's the peas and carrots? <laughs> she was like, you know, you just say peas and carrots, peas and carrots, peas and carrots, amen. Oh, Cheryl. I'm like, that's not. You a, are so spiritual. Listen, ba- <laughs> if that's all it takes. This has turned into such a religious episode. Oh my gosh, we really did a deep dive today on lots of things. Should we get to some fan mail? Yeah, let's get to it. Okay. All right, Tig, go ahead. My face hurts. All right. Today we've got some strong reaction to Tig's description, that's me, of our audience in our episode covering the imposter. Michelle G. writes, Good. 
good. Michelle G writes, I need coming to, at you. I need to tell Cheryl that I definitely listened to her advice and stopped this podcast until I watched The Imposter. It is so much better to watch Burn. first. This way, I knew how weird and crazy his, Frederick's, dancing was at the end. So thanks, Cheryl. Also, Tig, <laughs> I listen to NPR every day, so there goes that theory too. LOL. Keep on with the drivel. It's the best. <laughs> I mean, it, is it prideful that we're, we're known for our drivel? Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, I guess we're known for it. Okay, Danny T writes, The episode reviewing The Imposter is the first time I had not seen the documentary before listening in. Cheryl said to pause if we hadn't seen it. Mm-hmm. Tig then went on to say no one would. Well, I did, Tig. I wanted Cheryl to know, oh. and I hope she will tell Becky. Thank you. I'll watch the doc and then tune <laughs> back in to listen with my favorite people. I am going to tell Becky. I'm going to tell Dr. Becky Hines that, that Danny listened to me, and thank you for listening. And you're going to be so happy that you stopped it. Does Dr. Becky Hines have new uh, patients that are like, wait a minute, are you the Dr. Becky? She's a doctor of education. Well, whatever she's the doctor of, does she have people? She has students. Does she have students that are like... She, does she have students wait, that are like... are you the Dr. Becky Hines? <laughs> Are you the Dr. <laughs> Becky Hines dog? For people that don't know what I'm talking about, my podcast, Don't Ask Tig, uh, refer back to that. All right, say what Jody uh, writes. Okay. Uh, Jody writes, listen, Tig, how dare you say that your listeners aren't doing the New York Times crossword puzzle and listening to NPR. This is a smart podcast with smart listeners, damn it. With that said, Cheryl... No one cares if you spoil the documentaries you review for the podcast. Isn't that the whole point? Love you both so much. Oh, my gosh. And wow. I love that Jody thinks we are reviewing them. All right. And before we go, we have a five-star review to read from Pixie Twist, who writes, So joyful. I love the podcast. I feel like I'm a part of Tig and Cheryl's Inside Jokes. I laugh along with them, even when there's not really anything of substance to laugh at. (laughs) Please invite Dr. Becky Hines in as a guest one of these days. Boy, has she become a hit, huh? Oh, there are a lot of listeners who have named their dogs Dr. Becky Hines. We should we should ask people to send in a picture of you and your dog, Dr. Becky Hines. We really should. Well, I can ask my sister. She's she's busy, but she loves dribble. All right. Yeah, you guys, we love your messages and your comments and your reviews. So keep letting us know what you think about the docs and leave us a review. And we might just read your responses on the show. Yes, and don't forget to pick up my book. Okay. I'm not I'm not even gonna ask you if you have anything yes, to plug yes. or promote because I, I don't want to know. Don't, no, don't I don't want to pick and we're, up my we're running book. long. I'm just a person and, and we're running long. Mm-hmm. All right, Tig, should we do this again? Yeah, let's do it again, Cheryl. <laughs> And don't okay. forget oh, no. to get wiener. <laughs> get wiener. Oh, my God. Oh, God. That made my face hurt. 
Tig and Cheryl True Story is hosted by me, Tig Notaro, and Cheryl Hines. It's produced by Gabi Kovacic and Thomas Willett. Audio engineered and edited by Thomas Willett, with music by David Susson. Special thanks to Patrick McDonald and Stephanie Allen. Follow us on social media for updates and review and rate True Story on Apple Podcasts. We really, really appreciate the reviews. You can email us at tigandcherylTrueStory at gmail.com. Next week, we will be talking about the Billie Eilish documentary. That was a HeadGum Podcast.